It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Locked On Jazz for the 22nd of February. Where do we stand after that big test? What did the Clippers do to the Jazz? Charlotte's coming to town. How will they play us? And it's a trend Monday. It's all coming up. On today's edition of Locked on Jazz. Pow! How are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice for the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA Insider. This is Locked on Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz, giving you insight, expertise, geeky numbers, and hopefully making it way better to be a Jazz fan. Today's episode brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code Locked On, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Hope things are going great for you. You had a nice weekend. Glad to have you back uh, tuned into the show. We do this five days a week. I would like you to listen to three or four if you got it in you. Special thanks to those you've been leaving the iTunes five-star reviews. We've been rocking up the iTunes charts with the Jazz playing so well and a lot of fans uh, listening maybe for the first time. So uh, we have big numbers and the reviews really matter to kind of give us that exposure. So thank you very much uh, for all of those of you who were kind enough to uh, either tell the truth or just placate your needy host with a five-star uh, review on iTunes. It's it's much appreciated, um, and it actually really matters. Um, thank you also. Uh, I got great response on Friday's kind of why I use numbers segment on the show, and uh, I appreciate you kind of delving into that for many of you that are longtime listeners that probably was like yeah i know this lock i've listened to you forever and you always do it and uh so thanks appreciate it all right let's get into it i thought there was some value to us discussing kind of like where we are right now and what i mean by that is remember like we came out of the atlanta charlotte indiana trip and playing well and we had that first we had the five home you know six game homestand we crushed everybody then we go to Denver and lose. Then we go play Detroit, Atlanta, Charlotte, Indiana. And they were all kind of middling 500 teams. And we win all of them. And I was like, well, the big test is coming. The big test. So the big test is actually kind of over. It was a six-game big test. And it was Boston, Milwaukee, Miami, Philadelphia without Embiid, Clippers without their guys, and then Clippers at full strength. And we went 5-1. and one. So I'd say we passed that test. Uh, and I think that's really important, like Boston. And what's interesting, actually, is kind of what's happened to some of these teams after they've left us. Some have actually, you know, you, you kind of look back and think to yourself, like, wow, well, maybe the Celtics weren't as good. I mean, they really are just all over the map with their performance right now. And, you know, they were on that road trip, and they seem to have come out of it super fatigued and looked ter- blew a terrible game last night. And since they saw us, they... Um, they're three and four, so they're kind of just all over the map. And um, but they got a nice win against Denver, but you know lost a bad game to Detroit and Washington, lost a bad game last night. 
Miami, on the other hand, has kind of clicked in. Milwaukee ended up losing five in a row. And then the Clipper, Philadelphia, we played without Embiid, so it's hard to tell, but we might have played without Embiid because we have Rudy. And then uh, the Clippers' two-game setup was was interesting. I mean, I think I think we passed that test. I think you have to be really pleased with where we are. And, and we, we can focus on this. We'll talk about the Clippers game, and there's some things teams are doing to us, and there's now a script on how to play us, and, and we'll see how teams can do it, whether they can't personnel. The other thing that I think is important is we're 31 games in or 30 games in to a 72-game schedule if we, in fact, get 72. And we're up three on the loss column on the Lakers. We're up four on the loss column on the Clippers. Like, that's a lot. Now, obviously, we're not going to win probably 80% of our games the rest of the way, and maybe the Lakers are going to win 71% uh, of their games the rest of the way. And so, you know, it's there's not anything here that's like this is an insurmountable lead of, of, of any sort. Let's not, like, get lost in this concept. But so the... Just to put it, if the Lakers keep their pace, they're going to finish 51 and 21. For us to hold home court advantage, we would have to go 28 to get to 52 wins and 14 the rest of the way. That doesn't actually seem outlandish. Like we just went 24 and 6. If if the clip if the Lakers keep pace at seventy one percent win total, which is a lot, I don't think and they ha, and Anthony Davis is hurt, right? So, like that's a 58, 60, 58 win season. If they don't go crazy high, if they go nuts, there's nothing you can do. But if they keep that up, they win fifty one games. We have to go twenty eight and fourteen. We have to go twenty seven and fifteen with the tiebreaker on the Clippers. Actually, even less. So, like, we're in an unbelievably great spot. We've passed that test. We're the number one seed in the in the West right now. I just thought there was some value today to kind of, like, revisiting where we are. The number that I actually think might be most important of where we are as a team is that last year against above 500 teams, we are 13 and 18. This year, we're 12 and 5. So we're one win short of equaling last year's win total against above 500 teams. We were five games below 500 last year and we're five games or seven games above 500 this year. So we're really just a completely different basketball team than we were. The biggest thing to me about where we are at 31 games into the season is that our stars are better than they've been before. So much of our focus has been on Mike Conley's improvement, and I do think we saw the best six-game stretch of Joe Ingles' career, and Royce O'Neal, as a second-year player, has begun to figure out how to defend. And there's a lot of aspects there. Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert are better basketball players than they've been before. I don't know that statistically... I can show that to you in every way. Donovan's uh, points gain numbers are still below average. His ability to play point guard and lead this team is so much better than it's ever been before. His usage is actually way up while playing point guard, while helping out, you know, while doing a lot of other things. His point guard, his his usage rate is way up. His assist rate is through the roof compared to what it was. His turnover rate is actually down. So, I mean, I guess statistically I can show you some of it. 
It's pretty interesting to look at what he's doing. This year, they have him as playing 60% of his minutes as point guard. Last year was 47. The year before was 28. It's a pretty big evolution. We're frankly better when he's at shooting guard. Um, defensively, mostly, which is interesting um, than, than he was. But, you know, if you look at our team numbers, the offense is brilliant in both circumstances. Uh, he, Donovan is just, he's, a, he's, a, he's always been a remarkable teammate. He's an incredible kid. His shot chart is better than it was a year ago. He's not taking as many of those floater short mid-range shots. He's gone from taking 43% of his shots as non-restricted area twos down to 34% of his shots as non-restricted area twos. His catch and shoot game is electric. His off the bounce game is improving by the day. Um, he's a better player than he was a year ago. That's the, truly when it gets right down to whether or not the Jazz are going to be able to compete for a title, which I think, you know, they've proven they're in the category of being able to do it. And so now it's going to be just a kind of a wait and see game of when we get into the playoffs of what happens. But the, the truth of the matter is that it's going to come down to what is, how do our stars play? Donovan off the bounce three will probably be the single most important play of our playoffs last year. If you look at Donovan, just kind of, this is the nap. We forget he's in his fourth year. He's a baby. His first year, he shot 29% of off the bounce threes. His next year, he shot 33%. Last year, he shot 32. And this year on off the bounce, he's up to 35%. If you look at the last 15 games, he's up at 38%. Like that trajectory rising up is the story. He's get, he, he's, gets virtually unguardable when we're eight when those are the kind of things that he's doing he's going to the free throw line uh more than he than he did before um he's now his percentage of um shooting fouls drawn has gone to 10 percent from from about eight or nine last year it's it's a it's a bit that's a big jump actually um his and one percentage is up he's he's a better player than he was a year and rudy's a better player than he was a year ago Rudy's defensively has been a marvel. His offensive game, he's tried stuff. His efficiency ratings aren't nearly as good because he's trying things. He's making an effort to try. I mean, he's gone from, you know, points per scoring attempt in the 96th percentile down to the 80th, and you can try to tell me, but it's good. Against the Clippers, I thought he had the best offensive game he's ever had. His defense is just truly insane. Um, He's, you know... He's blocking 5% of all shots that are on the floor when he's on the when taking when he's on the floor. It's the highest rate he's had since his, when he played like f- eight minutes a game as a rookie um, in his second year. So this is his highest rate um, he's ever had. He's fouling less than he's ever fouled. His defensive rebounding and offensive rebounding numbers are higher than they've ever been before. He's just been brilliant. And the on-off numbers of, of what, he's do- what we're doing when he's on the floor are crazy. We're, we're, we're eight points better defensively he's on the floor. We have Derek Favors as a backup who's good. It's that to me of like where we are as a franchise. That's the most important thing that's happened so far this year is that our stars are better than they were a year ago. Have you checked out Locked On Bets yet? Your boy Q and Lee Sterling doing amazing, amazing fun work each and every day on Locked On Bets. Make sure you 
jump aboard and catch the show. It's brought to you by our friends over on betonline.ag. 50% welcome bonus with your promo code locked on. They got they can bet award shows and reality shows. If you have to watch The Bachelor or something like that, you might as well put a little money on it, make it more entertaining for you. Uh, bet Online has all the news and scores and odds covered. They're a lot of fun to go check out the futures and see if the Jazz have moved. We checked this last week to see where the Jazz were in the futures. Let's check it again. We go to betonline.ag and we look at NBA futures. Championship odds, the Lakers are at plus 260. Brooklyn's at plus 350. That might not be a bad idea. Woo, they're good. Clippers are at plus 525. Bucks are at plus 750. Jazz are at plus 775. Conference futures. The Western Conference, Lakers are at 135. Clippers are at 285. Jazz are at 425. And the Nuggets are at 1,400. They see it as a three-horse race. And all of a sudden on the East, Brooklyn's at 135 and uh, bet 100 to get 135. Wow. And Milwaukee is at 350. Woo! Surprising uh, some of that. So a lot of fun. Go check it out. Defensive player of the year, Rudy Gobert, is minus 175 right now, running away with it. Jordan Clarkson is minus 325 on sixth man of the year award. Those ships have sailed. That's all at Bet Online. AG. Today's show is also brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Built Bar, the best protein bar you'll ever have with six brand new flavors that they, the carrot cake and apple almond crisp and caramel brownie. I can't do the ones with the nuts, so I can't tell you about those, but I can tell you that Built Bar has become a regular for me. I like them frozen. There's all sorts of debates on what's the best way to eat them. Some of the guys are even microwaving them. Get Built Bar Boost Free with an 18 bar purchase right now. That's their kind of drink uh, for you. Go check it all out at BuiltBar.com. Promo code is locked on to get 20% off. 130 calories, 2.5 fat grams, 4 net carbs, 4 sugar, 6 grams of fiber, and 17 grams of protein. It's all at BuiltBar.com. Every day we give you all the sports you need in 20 minutes. It's Locked On Today with Peter Bukowski running through the biggest stories across the country on Locked On Today. All right, I wanted to talk about what the Clippers did to the Jazz. And there's so, and like the script is written here a little bit. So let me first just start with the Clippers and give them some credit. So the Clippers' last two games, they're defensive rating of what they did is they held they they had the jazz at a one like let me pull up they played the Brooklyn Nets and the Utah Jazz in a three game sequence just like so that is the number one offensive team at about a 118 and the Jazz come in at about a 116. The Clippers are the number two offensive team. Milwaukee, the Jazz were now fourth offensively. So they held the Jazz to a 111 one night and a 112 the other night. And they just held Brooklyn to a 115. So they just took the best offensive teams in the league on back-to-back nights and held them down beyond... Their rating by a good held the Jazz down six points below their rating in Brooklyn four points below their rating. They've been doing this for a little while now. This is a really good. They have not been an elite defensive team, but with their injuries, 
is is why their ratings bad. But when they have Paul George and they have Nicholas Batum and they have all their guys available to them, that's a pretty fabulous defensive team. And they they show. I thought they were they're great against Brooklyn, who I think is virtually unbeatable. Um, we did a little mention on points gain, but like uh, I I really think Brooklyn is you know getting to the point where I I don't know I don't know that you can you can catch their offense. And they did about as good a job as you can. Let's say. When they have Kawhi Leonard, Patrick Beverly, and Paul George on the floor together, their defense, so Kawhi, Pat, Beverly, and Paul George, their defensive rating is in the 98th percentile. You add Nicholas Batum to that list, so you have their main four guys, their their defensive rating is a 102 at a 98th percentile again. They're, they're plus 21 with those four guys on. It doesn't matter who their center is. They've done most of that with Ibaka, but they can do it with Zubak too. They're great, okay? And they just slowed down Brooklyn and then slowed down us. Now, I it's, it's one thing that they can do it because they're great. I don't know that everyone else can do it, but they've written the script. If you look at our last three games, against the 76ers, we took 31 non-restricted area twos. Against the Clippers, we took 35 the first game, and we took 38 the next game. Milwaukee tried to write the script, but they don't fit in the three as well. They made us take 25 non-restricted area twos. Contrast that like to the last time we played Charlotte, our number was 13. The first team to do this to us was Atlanta. And this is where, what, what it is that people are doing is they're hugging to our shooters and making us play a two-man pick-and-roll game in the middle of the floor. And if we don't get out in transition, they think they can deny our threes. We're going to take away their corner. They're going to take away our corner threes by not allowing us to get the ball spinning around the outside, not allowing us to drive and kick. We're going to have to learn to do some, call it the Nash dribble or the search dribble. But Atlanta did it to us first. We took 29 non-restricted area twos. But in that game, we went to the rim 35 times. Charlotte tried their switching defense. We torched them. We took 17 corner threes. Indiana tried their drop defense. We torched them, but not brilliantly. We were tired, but we got 42 threes up. Boston came out, tried every which way to play defense against us. They had to pull the ripcord. Milwaukee played their switching and hedging and didn't do any of these kind of things. And But they, they got us a little bit. They got us to 25, because they just protect the rim. So they got us to 25 non-restricted area twos, but we still got up 38 threes. And then against Miami, we got up 45 threes because of the way they play. They overshift. They didn't want to change what they did. Philadelphia, without Embiid, kept us off the rim. They just protected the rim to 10 rim shots. A Clippers basically did the same thing. So three games where we've now seen the script that's out there on how to play the Jazz. What will be fascinating tonight is what Charlotte does. Because Charlotte allows a tremendous amount of three-point shots. Because that's not how they play. Charlotte kind of overcommits to be able to get some steals, try to force some turnovers. They're fifth in the league in turnovers. They're 28th in the league in denying threes. Like, if they come out and try to just play pick-and-roll defense in the middle of the floor with Cody Zeller and LaMelo Ball and Hugdor shooters, well, I don't know that their personnel will allow them to do that. But that's... And this is what's going to be really interesting for the next 41 game, 42 games or so. Is the... There's really the script is out there. I I can't imagine we're going to see unless a coach is really stubborn or kind of is one of the coaches. We do what we do, and we're not going to change. I can't really imagine anyone trying to play us any other way. Because when you look at our offense for the season, when you try to play us some other way, 
the Jazz have torched people. And so this is the way you have you have to limit our threes. You have to try to protect the rim. You have to force our guards into trying to send out a bunch of little floaters and things like that. And, you know, we weren't ter- against the Clippers. We weren't, like, awful. We just weren't as good, right? Like, and against Atlanta, you know, if you look at our offensive ratings, we've been pretty fabulous since, like, our worst offensive games are all early in the season. The Minnesota, the Oklahoma City, the Phoenix, the Brooklyn games are worst. The Knicks is our second worst. The Phoenix game is our, it's like, our worst game of the year is Brooklyn. Our second worst game of the year is Phoenix. Our third worst game of the year is the Knicks. Our fourth worst game of the, is Minnesota. Our fifth worst game of the year is Detroit, which was on January 10th. Our next worst game of the year was against Miami, but our defense was so good it didn't matter. Then our, t- our, our next worst game was a tired game against Indiana. Then you go back to the early season, right? So, and you get the Clipper early Clipper game in the early Minnesota. If you take our... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven of our ten, actually seven of our ten, seven of our nine worst offensive games are all in the opening part of the season. We've been on fire since. The Clippers did as good a job as anyone since we got hot, and frankly, so did Atlanta. So that's why that script was kind of written in that manner. We've been brilliant, except for Miami's just really good athletically, and we killed them with our defense. We were not great against Atlanta. We survived it. We were tired against Indiana, and then the Clippers slowed us down. The Clippers just legitimately slowed us down. So let's see what Charlotte does, because our best offensive game of the year was against Charlotte last time. They've got to change, and I think the script is written on how you play it. It also is up to our guys who are learning a little bit of a new style to fight through that and to... to to run and play quick and not get caught into it. And the Clippers did some interesting things. The Clippers crashed the boards so hard on the offensive end that it stopped our transition. Again, the Clippers are great. Like, I know we want to win a title worse than anyone in the world, and we're all desperate for it. But you got to understand, like, there are three great teams out there that are in the way. And you don't just go, like, you don't don't just get to go, you know, like, that's not really how it works, right? Like, you end up like having to beat great teams. Brooklyn, Clippers, and Lakers are all unbelievable. By the way, we weren't going seventy like two and zero. Like you're gonna lose. You go play the Clippers back to back games in L.A. Like that's a loss. Played it pretty well actually. Clippers did everything you can do to us to slow us down, and we handled it pretty well. It's not. This is not a negative. This is just kind of where we are. That that's the point of my open of the show. Is like this is how good we are. Today's show is brought to you by Murdoch Chevy. The crew over at Murdoch Chevy's doing great work. The all-new electric Bolt is pretty solid. The Silverado is still the kingpin of all kingpins. 0% APR for six years. 2021 Silverado. Did you hear me? I said 0% APR for six years on a 2021 Silverado truck. Okay, I drove the Silverado truck for a while and... Like, the numbers geek in me is probably, like, not the biggest truck guy. It was so awesome. First of all, all those tough guys that are driving around their Silverado truck, hauling all things, their high country versions and all that. It is, like, seriously sitting in a lazy boy chair, like the ultimate decadence comfort of, like, being at a Ritz-Carlton. It is so sweet inside there. You're higher than everyone else. You've got a vibe going. You're comfortable. You're rolling. It's fabulous. So... Like, when they macho out on their, like, Chevy truck, yeah, it's macho, but it's also, like, the laps of luxury. It's 
unreal how great that car is. The 1500 Crew Cab is great. The 2021s on that one, they're giving back $4,200 in cash allowance plus a GM bonus earnings. Just great deals going on all the way over at Murdoch Chevy in Woods Cross. Also in Logan, feel free to email me first at dlock09 at gmail.com. We'll set you up with the same VIP treatment we give you when we uh, take people over to Murdoch Hyundai. That is universal for what we do with the Murdochs across the board. So please make sure that you email me first at dlock at gmail.com. The sun is out. It is time to start working on your garden and get it rolling. And I'm so excited to tell you that the big yellow bag, that's right, the good people at Biograss are with us. Bigyellowbag.com is good Utah company. Biograss is the company, but we all know it as the big yellow bag. The big yellow bag is here for you. We've got a great deal right now for you. It is $40 off a cubic yard of awesome Biograss black garden soil. If you're going to get started on what you're doing this year in your lawn and making your lawn look uh, absolutely fabulous, then the bigyellowbag.com is this place to start. But they, it's a it's a really interesting, great Utah company. I kind of love the the story. Uh, multiple generations uh, of Utah company. The da- the original grandfather was on the Reagan administration, working on a bunch of things, and they built this company up. It's really it's really really cool. Big yellow bag, black garden soil with a hundred percent satisfaction guarantee, and a smile as well. So go visit BigYellowBag.com right now. Use the promo code LOCKEDON. You'll get $40 off a cubic yard of awesome biograss, black garden soil, family-owned Utah company for over three generations. That's 40 years of making Utah gardens beautiful, and it's your turn now at BigYellowBag.com. Biograss, Big Yellow Bag, Utah lawns and gardens. Just don't get more beautiful. Trend Monday, we do it every Monday. We look at the trends of what's going on, who's hot, who's not. We look at the cleaning the glass kind of last two weeks. And then this year, largely because of COVID and all the weird things like Charlotte didn't play for a while. uh, We try to look at uh, last 10 games as well to see what's going on. Who's the hottest team in the NBA over the last two weeks? Your Utah Jazz and the Brooklyn Nets are tied at plus 12.8. Phoenix is next at 11.7. Six and one in that time period. San Antonio's only played four games. They were the fourth best team. The Portland Trailblazers, Dame time, is next. And then how about the New York Knicks? Point differential for the Knicks is the fifth, sixth best team out there. The team's really struggling. Cleveland's fallen off the dark side there, 0-7 recently with a minus 22 differential. Houston, 0-6 with Christian Wood out with a minus 15 differential. Sacramento's lost seven in a row with a minus 13 differential. Atlanta, wow, what a weird story out of Minnesota, by the way. Atlanta, minus nine, then Minnesota, minus five. They fire Flip Saunders and they hire Toronto's assistant during the middle of the year. That one is strange. I wouldn't say that was the most extensive search I've ever seen for a coach. Uh, Who are the best offensive teams in the league? Dallas has finally clicked in. The number one offense last year is the number one offense last two weeks. Then Phoenix, Brooklyn, New Orleans. Stan Van Gundy's got that thing offensively rolling. Utah and Portland. So five Western Conference teams and Brooklyn. Six, seven, and eight are all Western. And nine are all Western Conference teams too. Eight of the nine best offenses in the league are the last two weeks of Western Conference. Teams who can't score right now are Houston, Oklahoma City, Cleveland, Miami, the Lakers. 
The Lakers offense is 26th in the league over the last two weeks. Orlando and Detroit. Defensively, the best team in the league is San Antonio, followed by New York, Orlando, Golden State, Toronto, and OKC. Teams that can't defend right now are Cleveland, Dallas, so they're good offensively bad. New Orleans, same story. Atlanta, Sacramento, and Houston. And Memphis, surprisingly. All right, let's take a look at <clears throat> the last 10 games as a larger sample size and see if that changes anything. On our Trends Monday, the number one offensive team in the league over the last 10 games, uh, this does not eliminate blowout time, is the New Orleans Pelicans. Phoenix is two, Brooklyn is three, Portland is four, Dallas is five, Utah is six, Clippers are seven. Teams that cannot score over the last 10 games are Oklahoma City, Houston, Cleveland, Washington, Detroit, Orlando, Miami, and the Lakers still there at 23, so worth noting. Defensively, the best teams in the NBA over the last 10 games are Oklahoma City, Miami, Utah, Lakers, Golden State, Washington, and the Knicks. Teams that can't defend right now are Cleveland. They just can't do anything right now. New Orleans, Dallas, same story on those two. Atlanta, Brooklyn, no surprise, Memphis, and Sacramento. And overall, over the last 10 games, the best team in the NBA is your Utah Jazz, followed by the Phoenix Suns, the Golden State Warriors, the Portland Trailblazers. Toronto Raptors are the best team in the East over the last 10 games. Clippers, then the Bucks. Pelicans are at tents and the worst teams in the league. Cleveland has just fallen off disastrously. Houston, Detroit, Atlanta, Memphis, Orlando, Washington, and Sacramento. All right, that uh, wraps up our trends. Get you ready for Charlotte today. They're good. Um, by the way, they're good. They've got, uh, you know, they weren't good in the past, right? Let's like, let's not kid ourselves. But they added... Gordon Hayward and LaMelo Ball, so Terry Rozier is on fire, averaging like 40 points a game his last five games, is now their third best player instead of being their best player. So that's, you know, that's a big difference. That, that changes kind of who you are as a, as a team. All right, that is Locked On Jazz. Thanks very much for tuning in. Appreciate you. Have a great day. Now, tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of podcast Locked On Today. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.